everyone, this is Matt Moss from TSN 1050, and you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters, with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world, covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host, Justin Williams. And you guys know me, I'm never alone because of my abandonment issues. Alongside me, I have the man who makes my voice sound golden, my eyes sparkle blue, and also takes really great photos and drops the best NFT knowledge you've ever heard. If you're not part of the newsletter, go to our website, prosportspodcasters.com, sign up for the newsletter, get some exclusive details. This man is making money off NFTs. I'm not even front. I make money off it because I just listen to him. I know absolutely nothing about the NFL. Y'all know this. The who? The Bears? The what? I don't know. Anyways, the only Lions I know are the BC Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Colbert Durant. Hey, buddy. How's it going? You know what? I am living the dream. I was just reading your article actually this morning about NFTs, cause, but uh, yeah, it was brilliant. I don't know how you do all this research. I live it, buddy. I live it. It's, Apparently. It's what I'm all about. But we got somebody else on the show today. We do indeed. We have a special guest, honestly. This man played for the Edmonton Elks uh, actually just last season, especially during the pandemic season, which because there wasn't a season prior to that. And they had to suffer this melee of like three games in like, what was it, six to eight days or something stupid like that? We'll touch on that later. Yep. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that voice you heard, please welcome Josh Woodman. Josh, how you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Literally any time. Okay, I'm going to jump straight to that because I'm so curious. I believe it was three games <laughs> in like nine days or six days or something. Something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it, I think it was uh, three games in nine days. Yep, three, yeah, sure. three games in nine days. We were on the road. <laughs> we finished with BC. Uh, in the middle was the Argos. And I think we started actually with Saskatchewan. Okay. So I think I, it might have been. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was Saskatchewan. But yeah, we finished in BC. That was our... Our, uh, our last game so it was uh it was nice to finish out there but it was a long long road trip that's for sure yeah definitely oh my god and how do you how do you prep for that how do you go in being like hey we're gonna like uh, three games in nine <laughs> days is that like a lot of protein and no sleep what do you do <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of protein in there the coaches actually did a pretty good job we did a lot of uh like preparation before we left on the road trip they, they had the idea we weren't even going to practice or anything like during the road trip. It was mostly just going to be games, rest, meetings, and then more games. So, uh, yeah, we did a lot of preparation before, kind of got the idea of what we were going to do. And and then we went ahead those nine days and just, uh, just worked. <laughs> you did because week 16 has you guys twice. Like that's just... That should be illegal. Mind yep. you, you beat our Argos, which yep. makes sense. Like Argos did not care about that last game at all. They're like, we want to get to the playoffs. But still, good on you guys. Yeah, you guys one didn't play two, too many guys. But... <laughs> Shh, it's okay. I need, I need to live up to that. I bet on the Argos <laughs> to win that. And when they lost, I was very upset. <laughs> so I'm trying to recoup oh, my money no. mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I bet a whole dollar and a half. I was balling that day. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, big payout there. <laughs> oh, you know it. 
<laughs> but actually, honestly, for you guys, by the third game, I think it was like a dollar on the Elks, and if you had beaten the Lions, it was like a fifteen dollar payout. <laughs> and I'm like, oh wow. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, too bad we didn't come close that game. <laughs> I think it, it caught up to us by the end. <laughs> yeah, that was fatigue. Ten forty three. Are you kidding me? You guys did well against the Rough Riders at twenty four and twenty nine. I was like, God damn, you guys could actually do it. Then yeah. you smashed my Argos, and I was like, All right, cool. And then you know, it wasn't Detroit Lions you faced because you probably would have beat them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. what was your mentality going into the? I was going to say it was uh, it was actually a fun trip. Besides all the uh, the hecticness for a little bit, it was just it was nice to be all with the guys. You're, you know, you spend like a whole week and a half just traveling with your teammates. It's actually a good time. So, I bet, I bet that would be. Was there a lot of bath salts and like heated pads after the third game? <laughs> yeah, we actually had uh, a couple uh, massage therapists that were traveling with us, so that was uh, a big help for sure. I, I would imagine so. And last question: What was your mentality going into that third and final game in nine days? Just, uh, just fight it fight our way out like you know it was a long ass week and our really our only goal is just to get out of there without getting any you know injuries that would carry on to the next season so mm-hmm. basically just guys go out there and play hard but you know the writing was kind of on the wall already i think so most of us went in there just uh fight for pride and and, and see what happens but uh yeah fatigue i think definitely caught up with us by the uh by halftime so it was still uh, a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As it should be, you guys have nothing to hang your heads on. That was literally the first time ever in history. So you guys are in the history books. For sure. Yeah. So your journey to becoming a professional football player, where did you begin playing football? Oh, I very start was Chatham, Ontario, kind of my hometown. I started just playing football there uh, at my high school. Okay. And eventually we developed a travel team down there. I got to play for them for a few years and eventually got myself to Western Ontario in London. And that's where I started my career uh, college and was able to get a chance to play in the CFL from there. So it was really, really a blessing. Did you play on a scholarship at Western? I did not until my last year, just because uh, my grades weren't good enough, actually, <laughs> to get a scholarship. Unfortunately, in Canada, you got to have good grades to get a lot of scholarship money, especially uh, at Western. So, you know, I had to work for that. <laughs> but by the end of it, I had saved a little bit of money. So it was nice uh, by fifth year to be able to get something. And as, as Canadian universities go, the Western Mustangs have always been very competitive when it comes to football. That was a pretty good program to develop in. Absolutely. No, I, um, I couldn't say. I, it's it's tough to say if it would have been the same if I would have went anywhere else just because of uh, the professionalism that Western brings to the table. It's just uh, it's second to none, especially in Ontario. You were drafted by the BC Lions, correct? I was drafted by the Edmonton, at the time, Eskimos, actually. So oh, okay. That was, uh, 2016, yeah. Okay, so I also want to ask you about that. How have the fans taken to the name change? Most of them, I would say, like the diehards don't aren't happy with it, you know. Okay. Which is, I mean, a lot of Edmonton fans are are pretty diehard. They are uh, true fans. They've been supportive for years, and I, I I know a lot of them weren't agree with, did not agree with it at first. But I mean, what can you do at this point, right? So it's kind of they have to just accept it and 
and support and they've been and they were out to support all all last year even with our terrible season that we had so that was nice that they're still out there but i know some people definitely would like to see a different name but i think it works for for the e and works for you know there's elks out in edmonton or out in edmonton out in alberta so i think it works <laughs> now as cfl markets go i mean really if you want to play an exciting market you want to play in pretty much not toronto well, I, yeah, I mean, really, you, you want to play you want to play in Alberta or you want to play in Manitoba when it comes right down to it. For sure. Right. So you had to feel pretty good about playing in Edmonton. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was awesome. Just going there and just seeing all the times that they've won. You know, they're at one point they won like four in a row back when they had Warren Moon. So just like the history there and yeah, everything like that. It was just awesome to come and, and be part of that. Yeah. So. Were you in, in college? Did you also play defensive back or was that something that happened only in the CFL? So actually I came into college playing wide receiver and okay. uh, in the middle of uh, my college career, my coach just called me to the office, asked me if I wanted to play some defensive backs because we had a few injuries and I did play it a little bit in high school. So it's not that it wasn't completely unfamiliar to me or anything. So I agreed to it and uh, turned out Ended up being a little bit better at that than I was at receiver. So there you go. Stayed on the defensive side. And uh, yeah, it was just once again, just luckily uh, made enough plays. I got a shot to uh, to get a chance at the CFL. You did very well. When you were drafted, you were drafted late in round five. Uh, were you expecting yep, to go yep. earlier or later? Or was that kind of where you saw yourself if you were to get drafted? So before the combine, I definitely thought I was going to go higher than fifth round, but to be honest, I, I, my combine didn't go as well as I would have hoped for sure. And like, I know I, like I trained and trained and trained for it. And just sometimes things just, just don't go how you want them to. And it definitely didn't, but I, you know, I, so I, I kind of knew I would probably drop a little bit. I was hoping it'd be before fifth round, but Hey, you know what? It happened. And uh, I was still happy to be drafted either way. So Yes. I mean, like I said, it's still impressive to play at the highest level in, in, in Canadian football. Now, how did that go essentially? Because I don't really understand how contracts work in the CFL. We've never had somebody to kind of explain it to us. So if you can explain it to me like I'm five, uh, when you sign, do you sign a multi-year deal or is it a year-to-year deal, especially when you go in the later rounds? Uh, so usually you sign a one-and-one one or a two-and-one, which is like a two-year with then a team option at the end. Mm-hmm. or one year with the team option but like the thing is in the cfl like you can sign a contract and a team can still cut you pretty much at any time so that's, that's kind of like the worst thing about i think the cfl is just like there's fact that there's really no guaranteed contracts there's no guaranteed really anything mm-hmm. you come you play uh if you're a veteran of five years and you're on a team and you make it to the ninth week then your salary is guaranteed for the rest of the year no matter what happens to you but unless you are, I think it's actually four years in, unless you're four years in and make it to the ninth game, you can be cut, you can lose your contract, anything like that at all times. But most of the time, it is a one and one that they like to sign just so that they have you kind of under their belt if they want for the next year. Okay, that kind of makes a little more sense. Thank you for shedding that light. But to further that sure. point of the CFL kind of being shitty in that regard, <laughs> what do you think about the CBA agreement happening right now, huh? Kind of good shit, no? It's better than the last time, right? So, because like two years or 2019, we had the same thing going on. And 
-hmm. it basically went on all the way until like training camp at, at the time i was in bc i think it was winnipeg or there was one of the teams that actually like walked off training camp to try to like mm -hmm. fight the uh the cba agreement and whatnot so obviously it, i I'm, I'm glad to hear it's going a little bit better than that but uh it's always a stressful time and i kind of feel for cfopa and, and the guys that are going through it because i know it's, it's a lot of stress exactly and do you have any do you have like a bit of a pulse or an insight of what's actually happening at the table right now uh not since uh i was been done with edmonton i actually i only knew a few things prior they kind of just give us a little bit of info through emails but i'm not totally sure as to how the talks are going or what direction they're going in to be honest that's totally okay yeah a couple questions related to that so you said basically very little is guaranteed so if you were to sign a say one and one if they cut you after right. six six games, what is the financial commitment from the team for the remainder of that season? Absolutely nothing. Absolute zero. Zero. If they cut you after six weeks and you're not a veteran, you're just a regular guy, or this is your first year, they're just gonna say, "Yep, sorry, not for you." <laughs> I guess, or, or that, or or you might get a shot with another team. Yeah, but but otherwise, all they're paying you is for the games. That's it. Yep, exactly. Yep, exactly. There is no like severance, basically. Nope, zero, no severance. <laughs> so oh, some guys might have a, a signing bonus, right? So like some guys have report and passes. Some guys have signing bonuses where once they get through training camp, then they are get like, you know, a, a large, like a chunk of money. Like some guys get, you know, 20 plus thousand dollars if they get that written in, into their contracts. But, you know, that's for guys who are, the cream of the crop in the league. And I think most, yeah. no, I know for sure most guys don't get that in their contracts, right? So it is basically you play and if you're good enough, you keep paid. If not, you don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. And where does the CFL combine take place? So my year was in Toronto. They, they change it each year. Sometimes it's out West. Okay. Um, sometimes it's out East. So they've, they kind of bounce around from year to year just because they have uh, regional combines first. And then the guys from the regional combines get to go to the national combine. So I believe this year it was in Toronto again. I believe a year ago it was out west somewhere. So but it, it does bounce around. And is it essentially the same drills you see in the NFL combine? Everything except in the NFL combine, they don't do one-on-ones. In CFL combine, they have one-on-ones for every position. Okay. So what'd you run the 40? Ah, uh, four seven, very slow, very slow. <laughs> uh, that one's a that one hurts a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> You're under the weather that day, right? That's what happened. Oh uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what we're telling people. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Get into your best shape with their comprehensive programs. So sign up now to either their basic package or warrior package with the code PSPKB, all caps, for 15% off. Stay fit this winter with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. <laughs> okay, so you're essentially just coming to the end of your CFL career now, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You know, was, I did five years. I was happy with it. Obviously, I would have continued, but if the circumstances were a little different. But I think it's just time to, to say goodbye. Somebody calls you June 1st, you're not picking up the phone? Uh, if I don't have a job by that time, then I'll pick up the phone for sure. But if I do have a job by that time, I'll be saying no.
<laughs> okay. Okay. So question for you then, because I'm a huge NFL guy. Okay. Huge NFL guy. We're based in Toronto. We're based in Toronto, but you, you, right. you've played there. You, you, you know that there aren't really any Toronto fans. <laughs> so, <laughs> where where do you place the CFL in the hierarchy of sort of professional sports? Where do you put it? Oh, uh, like in terms of the big, the, like the big ones, like like yeah, I where mean, does it where does it fit? Let's let's go with just Canada to begin with. So, if you were to make a hierarchy of like popular sports in Canada, obviously number one is NHL. But then where where does the CFL sure. fall? Absolutely. Honestly, sadly enough, I think a lot of it is it's probably still after the NFL. I mean, I'd say right now in Canada it goes hockey. Uh, soccer is just getting huge right now in Canada. Damn right. I think they're even above CFL a little bit. The NBA, NBA is like just booming right now in Canada, I feel like. And even the NFL still. I mean, a lot of Canadians still like to watch the NFL over the CFL. I see, I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I mean, I'd like to say that we're that CFL is, you know, fourth in Canada, which is sad, but it's. I think that's the honest truth. I just a lot of people would rather watch uh, the other professional leagues. No, no, I, I hear you. I mean, it's especially because there are a number of sort of popular NFL teams that are just across the border, right? So in Toronto, right, they kind of have the Bills as their sort of like mm-hmm. NFL team. You know, Windsor, you've you've got Detroit, right? Detroit, yeah. B- yep. BC and Vancouver, whatever you go across, you got the Seahawks, right? For Southern sure. Southern Manitoba, you just cross the border, you got the Green Bay Packers. So you you have all these really big franchises that are sort of available to the Canadian market. Right. Right. So you, you have exactly. that limited window of access that's sort of popular amongst the CFL. So what do you think the CFL needs to do to, to boost viewership? Oh, I'd probably say try to appeal to the younger generation, I think, because I think really a lot of the CFL fans are still uh, uh, not millennials. So like older the older generation, I think, still yeah. is what mostly the CFL fans are. And I think that they need to try to find a way to bring it to the younger generation, kind of pump it into them and get them on board a little bit more. I think that would definitely help a little bit just because from what I see, from what the fans that come to the games, I mean, a lot of them are, are older. And if we can get that out to the younger generation and kind of get them more interested in coming to these games and, and, and you know, maybe give and give free tickets to, to students or something like that, just try to get the younger guys out. And I think that would do a lot for the league. You know, I, I, I got to agree with you. I really got to agree with you. Uh, Justin and I, uh, we attended the uh, Argos versus Ticats playoff game this right. past season. And yeah, I would have to say the majority of the fans there in the stadium, it was, it was all older. It was all older generation. Would you for say sure. so, Justin? Oh, it was everyone looked like my uncle. that's what it was honestly though (laughs) like yeah yeah do you still have an agent or at least do you still talk to your agent i spoke with him probably a few weeks ago yep i I do still have a have one he's kind of you know he's not working that right now for me just because uh i know we got to wait until uh later on kind of during training camp once uh things have kind of got moving and Unfortunately, when injuries happen, that's kind of when guys like me get a shot to come back. So uh, it's kind of at a stalemate right now. But yeah, I do still have one. Okay. Now my next question is, how good is your German uh, or Polish or Austrian or Spanish? (laughs) Uh, I've always wanted to learn Spanish, but the rest of those, I don't. I'm not very good, to be honest. (laughs) 
Awesome. So I'm going to try to sell you on joining the Barcelona Dragons in the European American Football League. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, well, so it's weird. The capacities go from either 20,000 or 5,000. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's a huge drop off in between. Mate, if you want to go over to like Barcelona where it's sunnier and uh, you can learn your Spanish, maybe watch some Real Madrid play some football. Ooh, I don't know. Talk uh, to your agent. I don't know if that's that. possible. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I, I don't know to, if he is. We can talk after. I see you followed me on Instagram, so I'll uh, I'll slide into your respective oh, for DMs. Sure. All right, sounds good. <laughs> now let's say all else fails and uh, you're done with football. You had mentioned earlier in the segment, or not segment, pre-segment, that you were thinking about electrical. Is that like electrician yeah. or engineer or uh, electrician? Uh, actually, it was um, kind of my goal. I went, so when 2020 hit, obviously our season got canceled. And, Everything kind of went up in flames, and I started to worry a little bit. So I kind of I ended up going back to uh, trade school for about eight months, and just learned everything I could about uh, the electrical field, and uh, kind of gave myself uh, something to, that I could go and do after football that was going to be worthwhile, I guess. Yeah, we love that. Um, I'm actually a certified electrical engineering technician technologist, and I just got my bachelor's in engineering like electrical engineering. Oh my God. That's uh, amazing, yeah. man. I appreciate that. Uh, but I could never do electrical, like electrician work because that shit is scary. So oh. <laughs> much respect to you, like carrying around those uh, 12 likewise. gauge copper wires, <laughs> but <laughs> I'll design a three-way motor. You can go ahead and build it. That do your thing. Build it. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> 12 gauge copper is nothing, buddy. I've, I've done, I've done yeah. electrical electricians work and, you're talking about structured cable, miles about, of structured cable. Is, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about spools. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about like gigantic spools, though. Kobe. And, I, I'm talking and like, I've been, I've been shocked pretty, pretty hardcore. In the, yeah, that's something else I don't want to in the line <laughs> <No>. of duty. <laughs> it happens. It happens, man. <laughs> I remember during like one of my um, final exams, they're just like, "Yo." can you, like, it was like design a, a three-phase uh, transformer. And I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, can you test it? And I was like, no, I think it works. AutoCAD says it works, so I'm going to trust it. And they're, <laughs> they're like, what if someone dies? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. I'll pay for the funeral. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I'm not touching it. It's a seven-year apprenticeship still, right? Right, yep. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, long, it's a long haul. To get, it is, to get it is a long haul, but it's a rewarding one when you're yeah. done. For sure, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, that's kind of the goal, just to get that master's, and and from there, it's you know the possibilities are are are, are pretty high. So just working towards that, and I'm excited for, for the end. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like if that's the career path you're going down, that's roughly the same length of time it would have taken you to develop your football skills. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd say so about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, you know, starting a little later than, than some guys would, but I got to enjoy playing football for a little while, so I can't complain. So, are, have you settled in Edmonton, or are you somewhere else now? Uh, no, I'm uh, I'm in Ontario. I'm, I'm originally from uh, Chatham, Ontario, so uh, I moved back to London, where I went to school. Uh, I've always loved it there, so just close to kind of close to home, but you know, still far enough away from from the parents. So uh, <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's a good spot. <laughs> it's a good spot to be. It's a nice city. I like London, man. London's a cool city. Yeah, yeah. And they they definitely support their local sports, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, they're huge for that here. I like that part about it. You ever go see a London Knights game? 
I've only seen one actually. I've only seen one. I know it's uh, not a lot for someone who lives in London, but um, I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I have enjoyed a game. It was a, it was a good time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Now, before we move on, can we get your uh, social media handles? For sure. My Instagram is JT Woodman, all one. And my Twitter is Teddy, T-E-D-D-Y underscore Woods, W-O-O-D-S. Teddy. Yeah, yes, that's my middle name, actually. Okay, okay. So is it, is it, is it, is it Theodore? No, it's actually Teddy, believe it or not. Oh, oh really? Seriously? Yeah, I swear. Yep. All right, your, par- your parents <laughs> you can got me You blame my mom for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can blame my mom for that one, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, were your parents always supportive of you going into football? Uh, she was um, She was a little questioning, it, you know, like in college, and I was kind of focusing everything on football and not as much on school. I think she was a little worried. Okay. But once she saw that the interest in me was was warranted, like that I had an actual chance, then she was, you know, she was all on board. But I, I she was definitely a little skeptical at first, just because, you know, for the most part, a lot of you know, when you when you want to play professional football, the more most part, it doesn't happen for a lot of people, right? So I understand why she was coming from, but uh, you know, once it was a little bit close to the time, she was all on board. She's and she was my biggest supporter all the way through. Uh, my time in the CFL. So, well, I, as you were developing, I mean the the whole concussion protocol system had been placed put into play, right? People had been talking right. more yep. about the injuries associated with the game. So you got to figure, sure. as a mother, that's got to be something that's on your mind when you pursue that as you know your career. Definitely, right? definitely. Now, definitely. You, did you ever suffer any serious injuries while uh, playing football, or no? Um, not to the head, but I do have. Uh... I so I had a scapho lunate reconstruction. So basically, I I landed on my wrist wrong, and I tore pretty much every ligament that was in my hand connected to my wrist. So they actually had to like rebuild my ligaments in my hand. So I kind of lost a lot of my range of motion in one of my hands, but you know I could still do still do most of the things that I want to do. And yeah, it could be worse. So, you know, there's a lot of worse injuries. I've, I never had an ACL or anything, you know, to the leg. So that was blessing and my head is still intact. So I can't complain. <laughs> now, are you going to have to go through like continuous physiotherapy for that? Um, I do get some physio on it just when I do go in for a little work here and there, but it's not something that needs to be uh, like done for the rest of my life. It's just kind of when I want to keep it up, if it gets a little stiff, I'll kind of work it out, whatever. But uh, I really have no complaints considering how bad it was. Uh, I'm pretty happy with the results. Now, if if you know, how are long-term injuries handled by the league? Um, like in, in what sense? So if somebody gets hurt in playing for the CFL and it's going to be a long-term injury. Yeah, if you get hurt in a game and you're like you're covered until you get healthy again so if you're hurting a game you're you're put on the six game injured list and then you just continually put on the six game injured list and your salary is paid to you while you're on the, the, the injured list and then once you're healthy again you're brought back they'll test you out and they'll either keep you or they'll cut you so well, that's fun and the rules are the same whether whether you're an international player or a canadian player uh, as far as i know so the international players just came about like a couple of years ago, so I'm not 
entirely sure on all of their rights, but I, I imagine that they're they're pretty similar to uh, to a national player. Okay, okay, fair enough. Justin, any last questions before we uh, let him go? Uh, yeah, so I know you're from Chatham, Ontario, which, fun fact, I actually went to a D&D conference down there one time. Uh, that was fun. Oh, no way. You've <laughs> yeah. been to little, little old Chatham, eh? Little old Chatham. <laughs> one of my good friends is actually from Chatham, so that was, uh, that was a fun time. Oh, nice. She, oh. You, probably, you probably know her then. Actually, yeah, probably do. <laughs> Uh, she's two years. <laughs> she's two years younger than you and me. I mean, so yeah. Um, but anyways, her name is Michelle Bryant. I don't know if you know. Uh, no, actually, I don't. But yeah. uh, that's fair. That's you guys awesome. Def- a small world. Exactly. <laughs> we probably crossed paths for sure. I mean, two years younger than me, definitely crossed paths. Oh, a thousand percent. I'm, you guys might actually know each other on Facebook. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> So in Chatham, Ontario, we stayed in like this little cabin kind of area. So it was even like the remote side of it. Um, and I always ask all of our guests this question. And I kind of want to ask you this question. Have you had a poutine before? Oh, of course. Making of course. sure. Multiple, making sure. Multiple, multiple. <laughs> I, I was going to say. I wouldn't we, be Canadian if I have it. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like some people over in BC are just like, a what? And I was like, oh, my Lord. Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> right? Honestly. Now, what's your oh, poutine yeah, of love, choice? I love poutine. Oh, just just straight up regular, regular. I only I like the regular cheese curds, gravy, and fries every time. Keep, is... You can keep the bacon, keep keep the <laughs> keep all the extra stuff. <laughs> I, we... I like it. I like that regular. <laughs> I like that too, man. Like I, I, I get it. Some people want to like fancy it up. I can do it like maybe for an occasion, but my my go to is just regular old. Now before we uh, before we let you go, how can our fans find you on social media? I already did that. Ah, oh, damn it! Sorry, I was on the phone with the doctor. <laughs> Perfect. So again, I don't know what you guys covered. I, I do apologize. I got a phone call from the doctor. Uh, they're supposed to call me at five, so they're pretty much on time. Oh yeah. You still got that scrotum rash? <laughs> Blame COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still got that, that scrotum rash. Hundred percent. The the left nut is missing now too, Kobe. It's really bad. My God, like the gas All prices right. are increasing. It's horrible. What can you do? What can you oh, do, buddy? Uh, everything right hang, can, hang in there peewee i i can bike <laughs> at this point for gas and my scrotum hopefully it just gets better i don't know you, was it what did uh, nicholas cage do for his issue he's like like honeybees or something guy reconstructive right really i'll make a whole yeah. new one <laughs> so some i think it was nicholas cage some somebody some actor had some issue with his scrotum so he stuck his respective parts in a tube with a like shit ton of bees and had him sting him. Justin's an actor, by the oh way. Oh my God. Josh. Justin is oh, an actor. Nice. Yeah. He's actually going to be on That's a awesome. uh, Amazon prime show. I believe in July, right, Justin? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's called uh, two brothers. Yeah. That is awesome, man. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, I'm also a comedian. I'm, I'm actually going on tour in, in uh, Regina and in, in Saskatoon this next week, actually. A jack of all trades. Thank you. Yes. Jack of all trades, man. Thanks. That's awesome. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Right, man. Wicked talking to you, buddy. It was fun. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I had a great time. Perfect. Talk to you later, man. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel and deals from our affiliate partners. 
You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcast's experience, where no sport is left behind.